You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, hello, happy fucking Monday. It's me, Jordan, the host of The Horny Housewife. I'm good. I'm on I'm drinking coffee. I have my little weed pen. I'm just ready to fuck shit up with you. It's me and you, daddy mommy. If you're new here, we call our community the freaky family. And basically, it's the couple's locker room. Okay, we chit-chat, we talk shit, real recognize real real quick. Better sex, the evolution of marriage, sex in marriage, all the things. Plus, your listener questions are the goddamn concrete to this brick house because your questions give so much to literally all of the listeners' perspective, being relatable, inspiring topics that we talk about. It's just chef's kiss. Thank you. I love you. If you want to submit a question or a topic idea, anything, confession, you can at my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com. There's the confess and request tab. Everyone stays anonymous. You can be truly anonymous there or slide in my DMs. I still won't out your name. I promise. Cross my heart. And Instagram is great because you can get a lot of context. So at underscore the horny housewife podcast, you can find me there. I'll put all this shit in the episode notes so you don't have to remember. Okay, so first things first, let's just catch up. I said I was drinking coffee. This is new. This is new for me. I've made a joke on my Instagram being like, I'm not like the other moms. I don't get, I don't take Adderall and a Xanax with my Starbucks every day and take on the fucking world. Believe me, I wish I fucking did, but no, I don't wish I did. But no judgment to those who do because there's half of me that's really jealous. It's just the other like holistic part of me that takes over and pulls me away and that side wins every time. But this coffee that I am now addicted to, I have an addictive personality, so I stick to nature's way. But I said I can't drink coffee because I just have to shit. Like it just makes me, that was TMI, it gives me a tummy ache. It gives me a tummy ache. And now, you know, after a little bit, you start getting immune. I don't do the double espresso now. I just get a grande vanilla iced chai latte, add a shot of espresso and a ham and cheese croissant. <laughs> and now it is like crack cocaine for me. And I can't, I don't think that the other will work out. Have I drank one of these and took a nap after? Three times, actually, in the last two weeks. So I think my ADD or my ADHD or who knows what it is, sometimes they just like cancel each other out for some strange, strange reason. But yeah, the point I'm trying to make is that I was driving the other day with my coffee and it's sunny. You know, I live in Washington state. The sun is coming out now. If anyone is from or has lived in the Pacific Northwest, I know you feel my pain. I know you're just shaking your head like that poor, 
poor girl, because I'm not from here. I'm from Texas. And I get sad, okay? Seasonal something depression. I don't know, affective disorder, seasonal affective disorder. So she's a sad emo bitch when the sun goes away for a while. So I've had the lamp, they give me a migraine, moving on, the sun's peeking out, I'm on a high, the sun's fucking my face, I'm drinking my coffee, I got my little weed pen, I'm on cloud nine. The sound, the song, the sound, the song sounds like I'm 21 again at a rave, I'm peaking. I'm I'm peaking and I'm like, wow, this is peaking for 32 right here. This feeling right here, 845 post car line. And I won't lie, that thought alone a little bit depressed me, but it was okay. I boop, I plopped that one right out, sat back in the feeling of this is euphoria and went about my day, conquered my day, in fact. If you've been listening, you know that my husband went out of town not last weekend, but the weekend before. Okay, I haven't been on a trip. The last trip we went on was in was Christmas. We went to Destin as a family. So if you're married with kids, you fucking know, all the women especially know, not hating dads, that it is not a fucking vacation. It is a trip, okay? You have relocated with your kids. So you're momming in a different fucking city. And I get it. Like, think on the bright side, Jordan. That's not looking at the silver lining. Would I rather go on a trip than no trip? Yes. Yes, I would. But vacation is me and my husband where I don't hear the word mom and I don't have to make anyone's food, wipe anyone's ass, or sing a fucking song. That That's not what... I want to sing a song to the DJ. I don't want to sing... Precious moments as the deer panneth forth. That's not really what I fantasize about when I think of a vacation. But okay, she's grateful. I'm grateful. I'm sitting back in gratitude. Anyways, the point of this rant was to say that I am going on a girl's trip in two weeks. And that almost got me off just saying it into the microphone. I was aroused. I am so fucking excited. And I don't care who you are. If you are married, I don't care how much you love your spouse, that they're a BFF, that you love doing things with them, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, getting the fuck away from your kids, it's a delight. It's a delight. And it's been a minute since I've been alone without them, hours and hours and hours away, 34 hours away is how I will be exactly, which is really far and delightful. Only a weekend. I'm taking a red eye Thursday night, flying back Sunday. She's really <laughs> trying to get the most of the weekend, if you can't tell. It'll be fun. I'm going to post tons of pics on my Instagram, and I'm going to try to make these bitches make a TikTok with me. I'm actually going to go to the Justin Bieber concert. I know, I know. And by the way, anyone listening, men, women, I have fabulous taste in music, so do not judge me. This is just a teeny bop fantasy that I'm fulfilling a fantasy that is coming true for me. And I am going to dress like a whore to this event and pretend that I am 20. Okay, enough about me. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. Let's get into the listener questions. Question number one. My girlfriend and I have been experimenting with giving each other rim jobs. I know everyone has different preferences, but could you please give us some tips and techniques in doing this? Boom, got you. My first tip to women and men is to shave your asshole. 
I know. I just had to throw it out there. We're all thinking it. It is more enjoyable. I know even the men, like women, I think you really want him to eat your ass. I mean, I know it can be maybe an intimidating thought, but it does feel so, so, so good. Like if you're in the shower, like that is such a good opportunity. If you're ever like, I'm too self-conscious to just like do that out of the blue and you just want to feel secure about it. But the shower is a great, great place or like prepare. Like, you know, you're going to fuck him be like, just like you would shave for a date. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. I know some guys are probably being like, fuck off. I am not about to shave my asshole, but I am answering this listener question specifically. And since they're being intentional about communicating about this topic, I'm just throwing out there that it does make it more appealing to lick and you're experimenting, you said, and it just gives a nice clean palette, if you will. And I also am not a big fan, just side note, of hairy balls. I just don't like flossing. I know some guys are like, I am not getting a razor near there, but there is alternative ways to remove the hair on your balls. Just a personal preference, just a personal preference. Okay, back to the question. We talked about the grooming as far as actual technique. I mean, me as a girl, again, personal experience, I love when my man is going down on me and then goes a little south of the border and it's awesome. Like it really just lifts you up a little bit to that spot or like say you're in the shower, great spot, uh, turn around and kind of sit on his face. He will be able to access all the regions and it's hot. Your ass is literally coming down, about to plant on his face. He will willingly eat. You got, you're being drenched in the water. It's sexy. It's super sexy. And I feel like you're asking for technique, technique, and I'm literally going to be the worst podcaster professional ever and say, just Google it. I just don't think of it like that. I feel like you're going to get the same kind of tips with eating pussy. I know it's not a clit, but I think just swirling that tongue around. I know some, I was actually reading and some people say like blow. These were personal uh, preferences, like a forum where people were writing what they enjoy. And one person wrote blowing and licking and biting. And I don't want anyone to blow on my asshole. I just, I don't like my pussy being blown on. I don't like that sensation. It, but some girls do. They really love it. And so I guess personal preference, I think kissing all around inner thighs, inner cheek, going from the pussy to the asshole, really nice licking all around it and then eating it. So, you know, you don't need to overcomplicate it. Make love to it with your mouth. And I think kind of like when a girl is giving a blowjob, if she isn't wanting to do it, if there is no enthusiasm there whatsoever, and ladies, you you know what I'm going to say. I don't need to expose us. Let me just wink at you, okay? But when you have that enthusiasm, whether some of it is your little inner porn star coming out, it's important. Like the guy, it's so much more enjoyable and a better experience and hotter than being like, feeling like you're obligated, scared of it. Like, oh fuck, now I have to do this. Uh, you know, that is not cute. And I just am thinking of horrifying experiences where I was that inexperienced girl, like terrified of what I was doing, just 
doing it to be a people pleaser. But once you actually kind of know what you're doing and you feel like an empowered, sexy, bad bitch, you want to show him what the fuck is up. So be confident, both talking to the men and the women, be confident, fake it till you make it. Now, obviously don't do anything that you don't want to do. If you don't want to do it, you don't fucking have to. And if you do and you have any hesitation or resistance, communicate. Like you will get this too shall pass, okay? And practice makes perfect. So go for the experimenting like you said you were and get some feedback. And girlfriend listening, don't moan or both of you. If you're not, doesn't mean you're not liking it, but don't affirm what's not working. So if you're just going in, like putting on a porn star show and just moaning to moan, that's not productive and really experimenting. So now no pressure. If she's quiet, you're like, it was horrible. But I'm saying if you're a really vocal person, just be weary if it's something new. You don't need to just be moaning the whole fucking time. But maybe you will because it'll be so amazing. Best of luck to you. I'm sure you'll figure it out just fine. Moving on to question number two. Okay, how should I tell my partner that I don't really enjoy having sex with her anymore? And this question was sent in anonymously I understand, but I would have loved to have been able to have the chance to get some context. If this person's listening, I would have asked them what the situation is in your relationship, how long you've been together, have y'all had situations of infidelity, does she work? I All these factors, I feel like, play a really big part And when you're like, does she work? I meant like, do you have two parallel lives that you're living and you're not coming together? How long has there not been meaningful intimacy? Do you have sex? If you do, how often? If you're not, how long have you not been? I actually put this question on my Instagram stories and I asked for feedback from y'all freaky fam. Some of the answers I got, I'm paraphrasing because I'm going off of memory right now, which is really awesome, but that, oh wow, what did you know, she do or what happened in your marriage to cause this sort of feeling? Like, have you been betrayed? People saying you need to go to therapy. Someone saying, be ready for this to crush her, but you do need to be honest about it. And I had a lot of answers similar to that of like, the truth hurts and you're going to need to communicate so you can get to a why. I feel like you need to know the root of this. So before you go to her, maybe be looking in and maybe you already know this answer. Maybe you just sent in this and you, you know, I don't know where you're at mentally, but you don't enjoy having sex with her anymore. Why? Do you feel like it's boring and predictable and routine? Is, is it just that? Because that, I think you've got some sort of chance, but you, we don't know her perspective, where her resentment is, where she is mentally or how she feels in the marriage. There are some women that are doing the same routine and they're content. They're, they would say their marriage is happy and healthy and their man could feel starved and need a mix up and longing for something more. And then there are women who 
are doing the same old routine and they're having a passionate love affair. There are some women doing the same autopilot routine and they are miserable, longing for more and don't know how to ask for it. There are so many different situations. So you will have to have a conversation with her. That is my advice. A ugly, awkward conversation. And clearly you are wanting one because you're like, how do I tell her? I think you need to sit down and you need to ask, what would you rate our marriage right now one to 10? Or say like, hey, let's write what we would rate our marriage one to 10 on a piece of paper. Okay, now what would you rate our sex life? And then show each other the fucking answers or rate how resentful you feel. Like literally getting feedback or just have the conversation. You don't have to make it a game like I just, like I just suggested. But getting, say, I need real honest answers because if we aren't honest and open with each other right now, we're basically saying fuck off to this. We are not choosing each other intentionally. And I think we owe it to each other to at least be open and honest and see where do we go from here. Because I'm not saying make it work no matter fucking what. And I hope that because I'm so pro-marriage and pro-family, I still don't recommend staying in an emotionally abusive, clearly not physically abusive, any sort of abusive relationship or where there is not a willing partner to lean in with you to choose each other. When someone is not willing, like walk, that's my opinion. And maybe that looks like separation before divorce, whatever it may be, but there's some walking that needs to happen for someone to either get willing or for you to realize that this is never going to work. But you're never going to know this until you have a conversation with her. Your sex life isn't going to get better. You're just going to end up, if you already haven't, seeking that out, that else, seeking that out somewhere else. And then your sex life at home is not going to get better or at least not sustainable with you having an affair. Like if it gets hot back at home, it's because you're being a piece of shit outside and it has nothing to do with that your marriage is any better. And I predict it to only get worse and eventually tear you apart. Some people stay together and they know their partner is sleeping with other people and they have a don't ask, don't tell, which I have less respect for people that are just lying to each other all the time instead of being like, let's have an open marriage because at least there's some conversation and open honesty. Like you can still have a real meaningful relationship with open and honesty versus like lying to each other and playing pretend for 25 years. That sounds really, really low vibe in my opinion. But yeah, get some answers and then you give some answers and tell her the truth that will hurt her feelings. And maybe she'll have some things to say that are going to hurt your fucking feelings. And then you deal with it. And if you'll just get defensive and protect your ego and pride, that won't go well either. And that happens. We're human beings. We have, we have human emotions but just, you know, at least since I'm talking to you, if you're listening, you can maybe keep that mindset of I'm going to be the highest version of myself in this conversation because that's how I know I'm going to get some results or the feedback that I needed to make a decision. And hopefully you're making decisions together that are going to make things better. Hell, maybe you can both listen to the podcast together and get some inspiration on 
increasing intimacy, deepening intimacy, meaningful intimacy, and hot, hot sex. Okay, moving on to our last listener question. I had a girl send me a DM on Instagram. She said, hey, love the podcast. I was wondering if you could give some advice about partners watching pornography. It really bothers me. And the other day I walked in, my boyfriend had fallen asleep, but had jerked off and left the tissue on the bed as well as the porn open on his phone. I feel just so disrespected and just hurt because he knows it's something that triggers me. I'm not sure why I've heard that it's just a guy thing, but personally, I can't wrap my head around why he feels the need to go on and watch porn. Oh, wow. So much comes to my mind because I have so many different thoughts, some that will probably totally contradict each other or like seeing both sides, I guess. And then, you know, needing to understand and know the factors at hand, which only you and the person you're in a relationship should know. Now, I guess in my cynical, honest opinion, I guess you have to look at your situation and be like, okay, I have to be realistic about this. But I also like there is absolutely nothing wrong with ha- with expressing your preferences, how something makes you feel and having and enforcing boundaries. So, do with that what you will. But let's just say when I mean realistic, Maybe some people I think should work on managing their expectations. And I know that, you know, for some people, especially like if you're in the whole church going religious scene, I know that's frowned upon and there's shame around that. And I mean, we could go on and on about porn. We could sit here and do that, but I think maybe there should be a whole episode about it. I've talked about it before in previous episodes. I think it can be a dangerous thing. I think it can be something that used excessively can cause a lot of problems. Porn addiction is a real fucking thing. And I also think there are couples that use it in an awesome, no big deal way and they enjoy it and they watch it together or occasionally separate, but it's not causing any issues in the relationship. Does that make sense? So we all have different personalities. Some of us have more addictive personalities than other. There are some people who had no idea that porn would become a problem for them. So if you see like symptoms of something you're doing that are negative, then you have to take a bigger look at that. So for instance, this guy is upsetting you. I'm a woman. Okay. So I don't get it. I'm like, wouldn't you rather just fuck your girlfriend, but I'm not a guy. So I feel like I can't answer that, but I feel like majority of men would be like, yeah, you know, it's just a thing. Sometimes, sometimes guys watch porn and jerk off. So it was, was it really inconsiderate and lazy how he did it? I literally had a girlfriend the other day tell me her man, if she rejects him, like he will just jerk off in bed into a sock. And I was appalled and taken aback for a little bit. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just go in the bathroom or something? It's laziness, fucking laziness. And I do not put my stamp of approval on that, Jesus Christ. But then I am the kind of girl who is like, I would way rather be the sense of like the warmth, whole free. I, I want to be the whole. I want to be the blow up doll. I have problems. I don't know what my problem is, but I, I have them because I am like, no, don't use your hand. Use me. So maybe is he maybe feeling like you don't want to do it. You're not into it. You're not going to put out or however you want to call it. I mean, if you don't want to fuck him, why are you dating him? And like, is his sex life out of this world? Is he just insatiable? 
Because they're, however old he is, if he is 18 to 25, he has two brains. He has one in his dick that's really active and being used a lot and one in his head. And I think he uses that one less than the other one at this point in the game. Just shooting you straight. I would love to hear from a male. We need a freaky fam male listener to write in and give us the 411 for this young lady and let her know what this means. And to not, I don't think you should overthink it. I think that if y'all could get to a place, should he have respected you and not like do that right there where you find him like that? Rude. Totally fucking rude. A little douchey too. Okay. Clean up, Jared. Clean up. If I were you, I would probably be toxic and literally masturbate next to him with a dildo and don't let him near you with a 10 foot pole and say, sorry. I was in the mood for silicone in my imagination. So try again. Try again another time, buddy. On a serious note, though, if you want some resolution, some solution, you're going to have to tell him how you feel and take him for fucking face value. I always tell women that are dating and you are not married yet and you are dating, meaning this is an option still, okay? If take him for face value, don't, not their potential, not what they could be, not what they're going to be, what they say they're going to be. What are they doing right fucking now? And we can have great intentions. Let's have the action to back it up and, you know, be present. See, what's it like? How do you feel? How do you feel in the inside? What kind of thoughts are you thinking? Do you feel good around him or do you feel shitty around him? Are you confused? when you're around him all the time? Or do you feel safe and secure? Better yet, when you're not around him, do you feel safe? Or now do you feel like you're going to, your stomach is going to fall out your asshole? That's not, that's a red flag, a big red flag. So yeah, tell him to not be a douchebag and communicate with you instead of go hang out with Palmola Henderson. If I were you, I'd probably be more snoopy and like looking at the porn, like checking out the porn he's watching and then judge him, which sounds terrible. All the men right now are booing me. They're like, why, why? You're going to hurt her feelings. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But I, I would, I would personally want to do that just so I can know just so I could have a little more insight. And also what would my like high school Jordan self would have told you? I'd be like, would you rather him jerk off and watch porn or stick his dick in another girl? So shut the fuck up and let it be. Now I feel like I've matured a little, you know, see both sides and that's not nice, especially to those who have like had porn issues in their marriage that have been devastating for one or more parties but I make inappropriate jokes sometimes and it's fun. But to sum it all up, you're just going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to communicate, uh, tell him how you feel. And if he makes you feel like a giant piece of shit for that, then evaluate what kind of guy you're dating and go from there. I guarantee you though, a lot of the married people and the married people that have been married for a while too are like, just wait, just wait, just wait. And I'm dead ass serious that I want men especially the married men, to reach out to me, tell me why you do or do not masturbate. Now I'm taking a poll 100% and why. I mean, I get it. Men are visual, okay? And especially if a man is faithful to you, okay? A good guy who isn't, you know, trying to go get his and get his ego and dick stroked at the fucking office, whatever it may be at the gym, like just some douche magoosh. 
You got a husband that chooses you and chooses your family and provides for you and is sweet to you and takes you on date nights. And yeah, he whacked off and watched a porn the other night. Like, leave him alone. Leave him alone. But the guys who are total pieces of shit are like, they just need to get up every day and fuck her. She's not coming around, so I'm going to do this. Fuck how that makes her feel because I'm being rejected. Like, no, fuck him. You know, fuck him. Eyes listening, if you show your girl that it's like, if it's not you, I'm going to make sure it happens and you have a sort of healthy sex life and you're being insatiable, like look inward. But I also think there are many men who are truly, truly neglected sexually and physical with physical touch, all of it. And they are like, this is all I have. And I'm. it's this or stepping out or just what? be have my balls fill up with cum and be a raging lunatic psychopath like they have to drain their balls at some point and i personally being the horny housewife believe that women too like some of us women the hypersexual women can we become cunts after so long of not having it like after the 72 hour mark I am starting to feel a little restless i would say that goes for like 70% of my life or time. Like, have there definitely been seasons where I do not feel like I have high libido and I felt depressed or anxious or resentful or out of commission because they just pushed six pounds, nine ounces out of my pussy? Yes. You know, there are those times. There is absolutely no shame in talking to your spouse about their drive. And there's no shame in being honest. Like it's so important because nothing is more irritating when someone's saying something and then their actions don't match up with it. And then they deny it and they like live in delusional la la land. You have to be able to give examples to back what you're saying. If you're fighting with your spouse or partner, literally ask for example so that you can literally you're required to paint a picture of what reality is and you're going to get to see very quickly how your spouse views it in their perspective as well as yours. And it's very enlightening sometimes. It's also very angering at times, but still productive. Guys, I want to tell you before we move on that again, you are the most important part of this whole show and that sending your questions in or topic ideas, anything helps so much because a lot of your questions and things that make you feel uncomfortable to talk about are really, really relatable to so many other couples and married people. And it's just about having the balls to bring it up. And you don't even have to have the balls because you can anonymously submit on my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, click the confess and request tab and type your little heart out. Hit me up. It will not, I've had some very, very, very strange confessions, request, topic ideas. And I love it. I fucking love it. It does not get old, let me tell you. Also, if you're not subscribed, please, please, please do so. Helps me so much leaving a rating and a review, telling a friend, sharing on social media, chatting about it at lunch, what the fuck ever, telling your buddy, telling your girlfriend, telling your spouse you want to listen together. I know the name. I know there's one comment on my uh, podcast, Apple podcast reviews, and she was like, my husband sent me this podcast, and I was like, hmm, what, what is this? And she's like, and then I fucking loved it. So, you know, the name sometimes is, is bittersweet, like a double-edged sword. 
but it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It, it gets your attention, right? And then you listen, and here we are. Okay, so something I couldn't not talk about. Maybe it's gossipy. It's totally fucking gossipy. And maybe it's talking shit. It's totally talking shit. And judgmental. Mm-hmm. And I might say rude shit because that's what happens when I'm talking shit sometimes. But you got to do what you got to do. And I thought, you know, I think the Freaky Fam would think this story is cool. If y'all have TikTok, do you ever see any of the swing talk shit? where you see like a swinger couple talking about their lifestyle or whatever. Okay. Have you ever gotten lost on it? Yes. Okay. I think there's a common, people have been like, have you ever seen swing talk, like jail talk? You just get sucked into a fucking hashtag and it's just, cause it's a new world. You don't, you're like, Ooh, ah. it's like you would be surprised to find out how many people, just your neighbors, teachers, like and people that you know that you wouldn't think that live an alternative lifestyle than you, something different than you, that are swingers or in an open marriage or poly, whatever. And obviously, there are some people that are a lot more open about it than others. Some people really like their privacy respected and they really frown upon this TikTok community of swingers that has really come out to be open and transparent about their lifestyle. The internet is a crazy thing. And I have never been a troll, but I will say this couple that I'm about to tell you this story, okay? If you know, you know, you might know this story. If not, I'm going to tell you. And I had all these like judgy, horrible thoughts about this because it's transpired over months, this unfolding of this this craziness. And it all came to a head. And I think that, you know, they kept trying to prove the haters wrong and you don't know us. And it's like, this is going to end badly in flames. And it's not even over. It's not, it still has somewhere blowing up to do. They have deleted all their accounts. You're like, who, what are you talking about? I'll tell you. But the reason I'm, and I'm bringing this story up in the first place is because we've talked about it before, like different lifestyles, cuckolding, open relationship swingers. And I've given you my perspective of what I could see would be the intriguing parts about it and how I totally respect and honor what works for any couple. And I also could see the cons and downsides if that isn't for you or if one person really isn't wanting to do it and the other person really wants that lifestyle and thinks that they can change that person or things can go wrong, right? Boundaries that you make initially can get fucked and crossed and betrayed. And that just as long as people are on the up and up and you're on the same page with your partner, it's no one else's fucking business. And what anyone else thinks does not fucking matter. So what I have to say about this, I hope no one gets offended because it doesn't fucking matter at all. Just entertaining myself, maybe you, but there's a girl named Christina with a K and I, she deleted her account and then her new man, like, so her man now, not her husband, is named Matt, who said, keyword said, that he was a veteran allegedly. And now allegedly he made up that he even served and they had this like big GoFundMe or something to donate to his buddy, some veteran, 
like some sob story. And then that person allegedly, you know, allegedly, I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. He ran off with this money. Now the Facebook group about these people, these couples probably knows a lot more about me than I do, but I'm not the type of girl to like, I can't give that much energy to something like this. Do I scroll on these profiles on TikTok and I am invested and I have been in this story and my mind is blown and the tea is piping hot? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But no, I am not in a private members group where we are doing detective work. And those women should all be hired by their local law enforcement because they get shit done. So let's rewind a little bit and go to who is this woman's original or who's her husband? So she's married to a man named Mark. Mark has two different colored eyes. I'm only bringing that up because it's the first thing I noticed. He reminded me of like a pit bull with the special eyes, one brown, one blue. That was shallow of me. I got it out. I feel better. Nice guy. And I felt bad for him. I always would watch the videos and feel so, I'm like, oh, that poor guy does not even like want to be a fucking swinger. And again, I don't know any of this because I don't know these people personally. I'm just being a bitch on my podcast. That's all. Anyways, this girl initially got or went viral for, she had a TikTok many times. She's been deleted. The girl's got haters and it's no fun. That's, it's just so dumb. If people don't like something, just go just fucking go. Now, is she wildly toxic like on the internet? Yes. Her lives are wild sometimes. I can't look away. I can't. She's on so many drugs. I bet all the little panels would light up if she peed in a cup. That is a joke for legal reasons. And she just seems lit. She just seems, in my opinion, I do not know. Litty titty. Anywho, the viral video that I saw, the first one I saw was like, I used to cheat on my husband all the time. Now we're swingers and it's awesome. We both get to fuck whoever we want. It seemed like she really wore the pants and that sitch. Like it was pretty damn obvious. They were pretty open about it as well, that this was something she wanted. And so now it's she's not cheating anymore. Now it's on the up and up and it's like, cool. Okay. So for a while, I think people really got like duped by this and we're like, wow, like, so if one person is just feeling uh, neglected in their marriage or wants to cheat, like they should just become open and swing together and fuck each other in front of other people. And I'm here to tell you that no, no, you fucking don't. And I think that she is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly toxic and narcissistic as well. Because like I said in the beginning, scammy, right? With the whole that was hemmed. I was talking shit about the man she ends up falling in love with. Yes. So this girl on the internet has had a reputation. There was events where she and another couple had a huge falling out. Stuff about her stealing trademark stuff. All kinds of gossip that I don't have the facts on. It's all alleged. But what I do know is I watched these couples and there's this Matt man who is married to a Misty and this Christina girl met Matt at some swinger event and fell for him. And I'm sure I think a lot of swingers are the ones I've spoken to say they have boundaries and they have rules and they don't entertain relationships outside of the bedroom with these people. And 
allegedly this Christina girl, well, she put it out there. I mean, she made videos saying that she met the love of her life, the person who finally completes her. No one has ever understood her in a way that this new man that she's met, Matt, has, and it's the missing piece. And they are going to go into a poly relationship. And she was really the one like pushing all this. And Mark and Misty were basically seemed like the spouses who never wanted to be in the lifestyle from my point of view or many viewers point of view. It seemed like this Christina girl and this Mac guy were really into the business of social media. It does look like that they have been spending money that were supposed to be donations, apparently, allegedly, as well as they do have an OnlyFans. So I'm assuming, you know, that is their main income is the internet and social media and going live. So they have a job to do. I understand. I also understand that shocking drama, all that stuff is entertaining. People get sucked into it. It's low vibe. I know, but it is what it is. And people are watching and commenting and arguing and making judgments and being fucks. I'm sure it's a wild time over there. Well, anyways, this man, Mark, Christina's husband, finds out that his wife, Christina, filed for divorce and he finds out via their followers. So she didn't even have the guts to tell him that she is divorcing him. And people were calling it. They were like, man, she's really in love with this other guy. And she would get defensive on lives and then say, like, now I have the two men that are my missing piece. And they would make TikToks together and they would do lives. And they would, it got more and more like these couples had switched because they were, that's how they were making videos on social media. And that's when they were going live. And it wasn't all like a group. And they would always defend their spouses. And, and I thought it was very respectful that people were like, stop the hate, no hate, no disrespect to anyone. But it always was like looming in the back of my head. That, it seems like you would say that to someone, right? Maybe someone who felt like confused in their marriage or unseen or just maybe it's a healthy marriage and they just feel bored sometimes. And they're like, wow, I can't imagine living a lifestyle like that. Sounds so exciting and intriguing. Is it like, does that, like once you cross these lines of now it's not sex, now it's relationships. Now people are emotionally invested in one another and we're all human beings with human emotions, jealousy being one of them. And these couples often talked about the Mark and the Misty. So the spouses of the two narcissists, in my opinion, <laughs> were always saying how they have like talk it out Tuesdays or times where they would get to talk about how they feel because they had been married to their spouses for over 15 years, both of them. And the story anyways, it just never seemed like the story was what they were trying to put out there. Like it seemed like they wanted to have a narrative, but now it seems like the whole time all she wanted to do was get this new man to be her man. And she she did it because Misty is now leaving Matt. So Mark and Misty, they have officially traded spouses. And the one who looks seems like he just got dealt the situation now is Matt, who is Christina's new man, the one who allegedly 
was fabricating being in the military. He was crying, crying on live saying, you know, he loves everyone still and this is hard and she made her choice. And I can't imagine, I'm like, oh my God, to have to get on there, they don't have to and explain all of this to strangers who are just ripping them to shreds. I'm assuming they're both off the internet because they have some pretty damaging, like not legal things that they are being accused of. And if they have really scammed people out of money, that is horrific. And if that came out to be true, I would not be surprised at all. But aside from that, I feel like they gave swingers and the swinger community a bad name and almost like embarrassed a lot of people who are in that lifestyle for their behavior and how they paraded it in the way that they did. Do I believe that there can be successful couples that swing? I do. I really do. No judgment. Peace and love. Do what you do. Do I think that there are some couples that have like manipulated another, like one of their spouses to partake? Yes. I'm sure there are people that end up falling in love or end up hating their spouse or something bad. I'm sure there's people that have gotten other people fucking pregnant. I'm sure the worst has happened. And it caused me to look inward and reflect and be like, I wonder if people ever ask like, when is it enough? Like, when do you stop trying to feed the wolf? I will say, I also think this is totally like a great picture of what dealing with a narcissist is like because they lack empathy. They aren't able to see, have self-awareness around certain issues. And then if people are using drugs or substances and they are not in their right mind, it can get even more toxic and more unhinged. And it's like, at what point do you look at yourself? Like, where's your rock bottom? Where do you go? Okay. At what cost am I going to like get mine at, you know, just there's these moments where I'm sure people just want to say, fuck it and do you. But I don't think that's where you find happiness. Doing you is really, really important and prioritizing yourself, loving the fuck out of yourself. But the most important, 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 important thing to have is gratitude and acceptance and acknowledging what's around you and supporting you. We take advantage of the people in our life sometimes, the boring, and we don't really see how much of a rock they are for us. I also think society really romanticizes the twin flame shit, you know, and people are like, it's my twin flame and there's this passionate lust, infatuation, good, good, high, high, highs, low, low, lows. And do I think that those couples that they, they're out, they're out there married, living life, doing it with kids, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I do. Great. Good for you. I hope you make it. There's some beautiful shit about twin flame. I also think twin flame relationships can be incredibly, incredibly toxic. People that do the work, couples that do the work and be intentional, that's a different story. But there's something about that yin yang couple, the someone to balance out you out and where, you know, your weaknesses are their strengths. And there's this balance and appreciation for the other person in areas where you can't identify and can't relate, but you're so fucking thankful that they have that quality. You might not even be thankful. You might not know it until they're not around. And then you realize it. I bet you there are so many people who are divorced that if you had a conversation with them, they would, even if they didn't want to go back to that marriage, they could see where they really took for granted a situation they were in at one point. For sure. 
I honestly don't know why. I mean, I think like like hundreds of thousands of people also thought this is a wildly entertaining story. There are now hashtags. What is it? It's K3 chaos or K3 mess, K3 drama. I mean, shit, if you have an event that starts its own hashtag that really blows up, that's saying something. The swinger community is shooketh. No, I'm sure a lot of them are nodding their heads and are like, we don't claim them. I just personally thought it was a really interesting story, called it, and I thought it would be just interesting perspective to share and why people maybe don't see what they have or insatiable people or people not respecting boundaries or people thinking that, oh, this is going to work well. They have the dream life. They've always wanted the poly couple. Like, no, shit is hitting the fan. And now there's four couples or two couples fighting for people. Holy shit. Because I know one married couple fighting can be a lot. Imagine two under the same fucking roof. I also want to like know what children of swingers are like and like that how much they know how it influences them and their sexuality like I have so many questions so many questions I just want to learn I just want to listen so someone should reach out to me and give me the 411 next week there will be audio erotica I'm going to give you some really nice bedroom tips that you're not going to want to miss listener questions As usual, I absolutely adore solo podcast episodes, talking to you, just shooting the shit. I do have an interview coming up, so you will get to hear a guest on soon. I want to hear from you. Follow me on Instagram at underscore the horny housewife podcast. I'll put it in the show notes. If you're new, just to let you know, there's new episodes every fucking Monday. I have no more energy. I feel like I'm literally like curling into a roly-poly because she's Dunjo. Okay, I'll see you next week. I love you.